It will always be one of the most tragic and avoidable public health crises in American history. For several years this decade, the residents of Michigan's seventh largest city, Flint, lost access to clean water, literally. Lead leached from rusted pipes after the state switched Flint's water source, and taps in the city ran heavy with poison for 100,000 people to drink. It's still unimaginable on so many levels. Water, of course, is life, the most important compound to sustain life on this planet. And for humans, access to clean, fresh water marks the difference between life as we imagine it should be and a life that is horrid with struggle and pain. For the second season of Created Equal, a podcast that examines race and inequality through the lens of history, we spent the summer of 2019, four years after the water supply in Flint was switched back, unpacking the narrative about what caused the crisis how it was met with fierce community outrage and action, and how the city is trying to move forward. The basis for our exploration was the book, What the Eyes Don't See, by Mona Hanna-Atisha, the doctor who first sounded the alarms about Flint's water. The narrative for our book runs through the people who dealt with this crisis up front, people from government, media, medicine, and the Flint community. Each story tells a different facet of Flint's long nightmare and the way it is waking, finally, to a better future every day. It was founded on the principle We hold these truths to be self-evident That all men are created equal That all men are created equal When I first heard about this, I think I was like everyone else in the sense that I'd started to hear these stories from people in Flint, from people who had talked to people in Flint about something really awful going on with the water. This idea of brown water running out of people's taps, water that smelled foul, water that was giving people rashes and making them otherwise sick. And I think my reaction was probably like everyone else's. This can't really be happening. It can't really be true that the state somehow has switched the water supply and that it is making people sick. At the time, I was the editorial page editor and a columnist at the Detroit Free Press. And we were very aggressive in the way that we decided to tell people about what was going on in Flint and advocate for a fix, a quick fix that would make sure that nobody else was exposed to lead through the water system, but also much bigger fixes, much much more complicated looks at what was going wrong in Flint with economics and the government's ability to to deliver services and balance its books, which had led Flint to have an emergency manager appointed. And that emergency manager is the person who decided to switch the water supply without being as careful as they needed to be. We also wanted the governor and the legislature and other people in Lansing to really rethink the way that they dealt with cities in Michigan. Rethink the cuts, the drastic cuts to revenue sharing, which was lifeblood for cities for so long here. Rethink the way that we dealt with poverty and transit and education, all of these things that made life much more difficult for people who lived in cities like Flint. 
we were among the earliest at the Free Press to be talking about these problems in those terms, but we were certainly not alone. The people of Flint were very adamant about all of these things themselves, and you had all of these advocates, people like Mona Hanna-Atisha, people like Kurt Guyette, another journalist who was working for the ACLU who was really involved in trying to document just how awful this crisis was. Uh, you had people like Mark Edwards in Virginia doing the research with Mona Hanna-Atisha to try to come up with a quantification of what was going on. And so it was really this collective of voices that, first of all, brought attention to what was going on in Flint, but then really mapped out uh, a path to fixing what had gone wrong and to fixing it in the big picture context. The second season of Created Equal really looks at what happened at Flint and unpacks the narrative through the book, What the Eyes Don't See, by Mona Hanna-Atisha. And our goal here was to present the story of Flint from a number of different perspectives, from the perspective of people in Flint who turned on their taps and drank water that was poisoned with lead or gave that water to their children. We heard from them this summer. We heard from the politicians who represent Flint in Washington and in Lansing, but who also lived in the city about how they processed the response to this, not just as legislators, but as parents and citizens of the city of Flint. We heard from Dr. Monahanna Atisha herself two times during the book club about her role in all of this as the pioneer who first said there's something tragically wrong with what happened in this city. And we heard from media people who were uh, an integral part of uncovering all of this. Kirk Guyette of the ACLU, Lindsay Smith of Michigan Radio. And if you listen to all of it from beginning to end, what you get are a number of different perspectives on this critical story. Everybody experienced it a little different. Everyone's response to it was a little different, and everyone made a different kind of contribution to the awareness and the plans for action that beat back this terrible public health crisis. On the next episode of Created Equal, my conversation with Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha, the pediatrician who exposed the Flint water crisis to the world. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, who are the who are the culprits of this crisis? And they want me to like often name like villains that created this crisis. And it's a lot more complicated. It's a lot more nuanced because it is the intersections of all these different, often long-standing issues. Created Equal is a production of WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Our executive producer is Joan Cherry Isabella. Our producers are Elena Fruget. Jake Neer, and Anna Marie Seisling. Our sound engineers are Matt Trevethan, Rowan Niamisto, and Rasan Cherry. Senior editor and musical composer is Sam Bobian. Our digital and social media team is Maida Stangi, Shiraz Ahmed, and Tony Brown. I'm your host, Stephen Henderson.